0: we have. and hey, we have. and hey, we have. Mr. I Stay Mr. I Stay All right, Elijah, how you doing today? Sir.
1: Brother man, I'm well, man. How are
0: you? Good, good. I think we are live on the Facebook group here on the Woke Real Estate Investors group, and I just wanted to, uh, you know, come on and share your story on basically, you know, how you found your deal, how you got into real estate, stuff like that. And uh, I kind of put these videos together to try to help inspire other people who are thinking about dipping their toe in the water, thinking about stepping their game up, and saying, "I want to do this wholesaling. I want to do this real estate stuff. How right. can I do it?" So, um, if you could just tell me a little bit of background, where did you, um, where did you first find out about? wholesaling or real estate or any of this stuff
1: yeah pleasure being here chris thanks for reaching out and um you know big up to you and what you're doing inspiring people this definitely played uh, a role in me um knowing that this was doable not your you know not your platform per se but you know just seeing other people that look like me doing this so really appreciate you for having me um so i found out about wholesaling literally on youtube university man youtube university um I, you know, my wife and I were were pretty into being financially sound, so we, we spent about 34 months focusing on eliminating all our consumer debt. So once we were getting close to the end of um, being debt-free, um, 34 months of paying off $162,000. Um, Whoa, which, you paid off how much? $162,000. 34- Damn, what's that student loan stuff? Or? Yeah, a big chunk of it was student loan, two undergrads between me and her, and then she did the grad school thing. Um, and then we had you know small credit card and um and um and cars so that was our main objective was clearing all the debt so once we were getting close to the end of being of the debt-free journey i started thinking like man what's going to be next you know i always was intrigued by real estate i thought i was going to be i was thinking of getting like actual my my uh my real real estate license because i thought that's what you're supposed to do if you're going to you know, doing it in real estate. That's just what yeah, I they say, Go get your license. Go get yeah. your license. You need it. You can't make no exactly. money without a license. Exactly. <laughs> so that was just my assumption. My assumption is that's next steps is go get a license. So I was thinking about it. I told my wife, I'm like, Yo, I'm going to trade my real estate. So random, random evening. I was just on YouTube, you know, looking up real estate investing. And that's the first time I ever heard of this term, uh, real estate wholesaling. And it was Maxwell and, uh, Brian, Irigbo who Brian is my homie now. Um, the big bro, the big homie, how's Brian? Yeah. Brian, yeah, how's Brian? Brian, how's Brian? Brian, that's that's a real dude right there. So we actually super close now. But um, his interview with Max was kind of what what stuck to me the most out of all the different wholesaling content that I saw. I just remember him making 100k a year part time. I'm like, what? And the old concept just sounded so simple, you know. So that was my first introduction to wholesaling, and I just. You know, I pride myself on taking action. Is I binge watch YouTube for about 36 hours, and then from there, I just started taking action. Like I got a I started calling um, Fizbos, I um, got CallRail, got numbers, and just started doing all the things that I that I heard you needed to do. I didn't really worry about what you know. I just worried about the next thing I needed to do to start taking action. And I remember, like, I saw, like, a caller script online, and I used it, like, the second person I talked to on Craigslist. Like, the old conversation, like, just fit the old script. I'm like, yo, this is really working. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this is real. All I got to do is jump in the yeah. water and see if I can swim. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm like, dude, this this is literally, this dudes following my script. But anyway, so that's how I got introduced to wholesale wholesaling. Um, as you know, with our conversation, I didn't get no deal for a year, and we could get into that whenever you want. But, you know, I took action. Um, it wasn't perfect, but I just kept at it for a year before I finally got my last deal last week.
0: Mm, a whole year. So so was that uh, was that hard on you? Or were you, like, really in it for the year? Or were you, like, in and out, like, I'm just trying a little bit? Or you felt like you were not giving enough effort? What made you think it took a whole year?
1: Man, that's a fantastic question. I know it was lack of consistency. I was consistent at a certain time. Um, let me put it like this. I, I was working hard, but not working smart. Mm. You know, one of the things looking back, you know, you know, you know, looking back at it, what I should have done is just start u- utilizing tools that I knew were out there to work a lot smarter. So, for example, I started call calling. I got a Spokio account. I started looking up, you know, I think I buy like a short 250 list. List source. I thought I was going to get like a home run deal. Like I, <laughs> I bought a $200. i am <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to be an investor. Let's go. So, you know, I started calling that list, but, you know, I was copying, pasting, you know, find the address, use Spokio or TruePeopleSearch.com, you know, free platforms, copy the address in there, look for owner number one, paste that number into CallRail, Hit dial, they don't pick up, hang up copy, paste, you know, so it was just so I would tedious, it, huh? Just tedious work. Super tedious, super tedious. So I would put in three, four hours a day, um, you know, five days a week and I'm like, man, I'm not feeling momentum. So that gets discouraging. So I would follow the bandwagon for a little bit. I like About halfway through, I got super discouraged, you know, and I was off like a month or two. So long story short, I really think it was just not working smarter and not doing it consistently. If I went hard, If I went hard enough and when, you know, when I discussed with you, like when I started seeing momentum was when I told myself I got to go hard consistently is when I started most momentum.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes a difference. And that's what kind of helped me because I haven't even been in the game a year yet. And that's what helped me close a bunch of deals because I came in and put systems in place because I came from a business background already. So it was like, I know I need that phone to ring. I need people to know that, Hey, I buy houses. We buy houses If they don't know you. They can't flow you. Right. So it's like, you know, I could. I didn't do a lot of cold calling. I did more, you know, like bandit sign stuff like that because I wanted them people to call me because that's a lot easier to convert a person that calls you and some sure. cold person that's like, hey, yeah, you think about selling? You know, right. So, right? And that's what I think helps. So systems make a big difference. So, um, so as far as systems, what what other uh, ways are you looking for deals? Or uh, actually, let me let me go back to the deal you got. this twenty five thousand dollars deal. How did you find that deal?
1: Yeah, so so part of my issue was that I was spreading myself, I think, not too thin, but you know, I did a batting sign consistently for a month, and I didn't see enough, so I stopped doing that. Um, so I just concentrated on a cold call. So I just started really listening. I mean, I dove into content. I was on YouTube every single day. I was podcasting every day. I'm a DJ, and I stopped listening to music. I would listen to nothing but Audible um, and podcast and YouTube just to really understand. So what I kept hearing was tax delinquent. It just seemed like it was a good list. So um, I went to my accountant's website, downloaded the list. I did the batch skip trace and just put it by this time I had Mojo Dialer. So put it in Mojo Dialer and started calling. And this, I mean, by this point, I had talked to so much homeowners that I knew what a motivated set of sound like
0: yeah so see that experience see that's the little thing people don't want to do See, if they never try they won't get the experience to know how to feel how to you know you can you can weed them out real quick when you know about it right
1: exactly exactly so even though um their asking price was much much higher than what you know my uh mao i already knew just listening to them they were motivated and one of the mistakes that i made early on is if they didn't fit the wholesaling formula even though they were motivated, I was just like, man, they're not trying to sell at a wholesale price. And I wouldn't even bother making the appointments. But shout out to my guy, Willie uh, Willie Coleman, man. That, that was a G, but we would do like, we started doing like weekly calls of just accountability and kind of telling him what I'm doing. And he kept telling me, like, yo, you got to book the appointments. Like, I don't care, if you book the appointments. If they say they want to sell, forget the numbers, go build more rapport in front of them. And that's what I did with the sellers is. Even though the number was way high, I went in front of them man, and it just, it just unraveled quick.
0: Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match, not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com. Yeah, shout out to my bro, uh, Willie Coleman. Yeah, 18-year-old just did his first $100,000 month. I said, good night. I got to step yeah, my game yeah. up. So, you yeah. know, let's just show you what you can do. $100,000 in a month? People Yo. can't do that in a year.
1: <laughs> bro, you know, Willie couldn't even, could even sign his own check for the first year because he, he was 17-year-old, but he was a beast. We met at WeLive18, and we connected right away. And I mean, that's, that's low-key my mentor. You know, like we, we would have weekly calls for months, and he wanted to see me win. So, shout out to my guy, Willie. Yeah, so
0: thinking about that, uh, mentors, coaching, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think people should reach out to people that's in the game to try to, you know, learn it, or do you think that they should just go and try to do the YouTube University thing and figure it out on their own?
1: I think a little bit of both. I, I think anyone, so I have other businesses I have, so going back to thing, right, when we shared our story on social media and when we, when our story hit, like, Good Money America, like, we went viral, right? Everybody was blowing us up, you know? And you want to help everyone, but if you haven't taken the steps yourself to try to learn, to me you're just you're not in a position to be reaching out to people. And so for me, I YouTube, I took action. I didn't meet Willie until October at We Live 18, you know. And my guess is Willie saw that I was taking action and he was he was ready to help me. So before you go to a mentor, don't just say, "Hey man, can you mentor me?" You know, I, I think you got to bring something to the table and you got to let them see that. Um, you know, them that mentoring you is worth their time. Cause everyone is busy, man. Like I'm my time is I'm I love helping people, but my time is so vital to me.
0: Yeah, I understand. I mean, I agree with you a hundred percent. Cause it's people like, yeah, how do you uh how do you do docusign? YouTube that mug, man. I mean, you gotta, yeah. you know, that's basic stuff. I mean, come me <laughs> with something. I mean, I know I, I like to help people too, but like you won't do that first step. You know, I'm not motivated to even give back at that time. But if I see somebody does yeah. am like, hey man, I'm trying this, this ain't working. I'm like, yeah, I want to help you out because I see you got the hunger and you feel like you want to do this. And you know, that's right. that's what a lot of people need to do. I feel like hundred percent,
1: hundred percent action taking, man. Like literally I learned everything on YouTube. Between YouTube and the Facebook groups, I learned what wholesaling was, I knew what the steps were. Obviously, there's the deep, you know, the deeper parts that you know, you need someone experience to really, you know, once, you know, try to figure out how to properly write a contract and things like that. But for the basic stuff, you know, like no one should be loading on my phone saying, "What, what is Elliot's wholesale? You know, like things like that to me is just, you know, you don't need a mentor for that. You don't need a mentor. <laughs> go go, go fill your way forward first. And then once you've taken action, you know the right questions to ask a mentor. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Once you get and you find a problem, like, I ran into a roadblock. Hey, I'm stuck at this point. I got this person that want to sell, but I don't really know if it's a deal or not. That's when you go reach out to somebody saying, hey, I need some help now. But if you're just like, uh, you know, I don't know, even nothing, you got to go do the basics first, you know what I mean? Just at least a little bit. That's what I think.
1: But don't um, get me wrong, because, uh, sorry, just to add one more thing, at we live 18 I was doing the same thing, you know, at we live I taking action. I thought I was taking all this massive action, but I was asking all this futuristic questions because there were so much like people doing you know well not there was a good amount of people doing deals at we live 18 that i wanted to ask all those questions right and a lot of it was just futuristic questions that i didn't even encounter those issues yet you know like and i look back now i'm like i had no reason asking i did just focus on being consistent and focus on taking action once i get to that bridge we can cross there you can look for a subject expert to ask hey how do you tackle you know, a lien on this property that I have on the contract, you know, like something like that, you Yeah, know?
0: exactly. Cause you bring a, something to the thing. Cause like people do that, even with attorneys, they like, Oh, I need to go get an attorney to do this. And that. So yeah, they're going to charge you. You better go in there right. and say, yeah, I want to close this deal. Do y'all close a deal like this. Here's my contract. And they're going to give right. me some free advice right then versus, right. Oh, well, let's do all this other stuff. I mean, it just makes it harder. And I, I mean, right. I agree. It's just got to take that action. So um in regards to this deal here what it um so you say you found it on a tax delinquent list and you looked it up on a free site like true people search one of those you say
1: No by the time I mean by this point um I am I am looking wait to like skip trace it or what
0: Yeah so how did you find so you you bought a list off of a list source I guess right
1: No so I went on the county's website downloaded um tax delinquent list and then by this time I, I was using um batch skip tracing for all my skip tracing services just cuz you know, they were reasonable price and they were so accurate. My contact rate, so good with them. So I just stuck with them. So this was a batch skip tracing that I did. And I started cold calling the list. Um, I, do you want me to just break down the, the deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. What was the numbers and stuff on it? So I called I call the owner. Um, the first time I actually got in contact with someone, it was the contractor that was working on the house. So this dude knew, they were super close, the contractor and the owner. He knew everything about the house because they did all the work on it because it was a rental property. So he was like, yeah, it's a great property. I did the roof myself. I know they want to sell this house and they actually have two other properties they're looking to sell. I'm like, okay, let's talk, (laughs) you know? So he was like, I did the roof. I did the garage, the two car garage. You know, he was telling me all the great things about it. So I'm like, perfect. So I was like, call back tomorrow, talk with the owners. So I called back the next day. Talked to the owners they said yeah we're you know we want to sell it it's a rental you know I asked the motivation or trying to understand their motivation and they're from the Philippines they want to take their money back home and actually start a real estate business so they want to quick cash and I asked them well I mean if you thought I listed with a realtor like you know it sounds like a pretty nice house you know and they're like well the realtor said we got we did talk to a realtor said so we got to fix a little bit more and we just don't want to do that because we already take out loans to fix it so I'm like man it sounds great so ARV, I'm looking at it, ARV was about 180 or so, you know, 180, 190-ish. They wanted 160. Mm. This is not a whole a wholesale deal. But so again, to everyone listening that hasn't done a first deal yet, man, never, never just rule out based on the fact that they don't fit the formula, you know? If you hear motivation, that's one thing that I do now. When I get to the point where I have so much leads that I can pick and choose, then maybe I'll start getting a little more picky on who I go. But for now, I'm going to all appointments. So I'm so glad I went to this appointment. So they wanted 160. And I knew that was not, you know, a deal at that point, but I heard motivation. So I say, you know, let me come out and see. And I asked them, like I've heard, if I come over there and we agree on terms, we agree on numbers, are you ready to sell me your house? They said, yes, we want to sell this house if we can agree. I'm like, beautiful. And I'm like, are you open to negotiation? Because, you know, I want to help you out, but the numbers got to work. They say yeah, we're open to negotiation. I'm like, beautiful. Set the appointment, went over there, just focused on report. You know, we talked for a while, like almost 40 minutes of just talking, but just, you know, getting to know each other. I know uh, her family. And I was talking to the mom of the owner. Owner is actually the one that owns it, the son, but the mom is who I talk to the most. So we talk, we build rapport, build report. We started talking, so I said, well, you know, tell me, how much are you thinking you want for this house? They said, well, you're the expert, so you tell me. <laughs> they love that number. <laughs> they love that. <laughs> so I try to shoot back at them. I'm like, well, you know, my goal is hopefully I can I can meet you at a number that works. So what are you thinking? They said, no, you don't want to hear what you have. Again, I learned everything on podcasts and YouTube, everything. Negotiation, everything is just from self-studying with my free time. I learned that if that first number you throw out there, if your if your gut is not feeling all bubbly because the number is so low that you feel ashamed to say it, it's not low enough. Mm. They asked for 160 on the phone. I looked around. I try to have a game face. I said, man, if I got to put money in this house and that for maybe my partners to make money, I was like, I'm thinking maybe 70. I was waiting for them to say, man, you better get the hell out right now. Rather than saying that, they were like, well, once I heard that, well, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so you offered him $70,000? <laughs> yes. And I thought I thought I was going to get cursed out and then, you know, tell him, well, 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 I'm just telling you what my number is, you know, then negotiate from there, you know, just anchor low. He's like, well, that's kind of lower than what we thought. At that point, I almost knew it was a wrap. I'm like, this dude didn't kick me out, didn't curse me out. You know, he's really considering this. So I'm like, damn. I, I might have a deal in my hand. So they were like, well, that's much lower than what we thought. Can you do a hundred? Now, mind you, before I got there, I kept calculating my maximum of allowable offer. I said, if I'm anywhere close to a hundred, I'm locking in it. If I'm close to a hundred, this is a deal because this house was cosmetic. You know, I knew that talking to the contractor, I knew it was not going to be a big repair job because I've had, I had three, four contracts, a property on the contract before this, that didn't work out because the numbers just didn't make sense. Right. And we had some title issues so you know i've 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 talked enough owners um, in this one year span so my goal was to get it at about 100 so when when he came back and said about 100 i was like man i got a deal so of course i didn't take that i was like man i'm looking around some more um and you know i'm i'm like well we got to do this you know still got to update the kitchen i am like maybe 80 and he was like, well, let's meet halfway. So we agreed on 86-5. Okay? Okay. 86-5, we locked the contract in. I locked it in. Um, and I knew I knew it was a deal. Now, because it was a tenant in there, I knew I had to blast it with caution. Okay? So because it was a tenant in there, there were kind of, and I've dealt with this too, where the owner was kind of sticky with the keys. They don't want to just give you the keys and have you put a lockbox in there. So, again, because of my one year of of just taking action, I had talked to enough owners. I got enough property on the contract. I kind of understood the steps by now. And also in the process, I built a pretty decent cash buyer list. Nothing crazy. You know, I, I was sitting at like 35, 40 maybe of, you know, just from posting my ads, people that were interested that I knew were serious. Um, and even cold calling, I you know, I'll talk to a lot of landlords like, no, I'm not selling the house, but if you have something, you know, I, I can buy fast. So I was adding them to my cash buyer list. So. I signed a contract, my wife and I went to Ikea from there to go get some stuff for the house. So as I sat down on Ikea line, I blasted it out with text to just six of my buyers that I knew were serious. I already talked to them enough to know these guys were legit.
0: how much did you send it
1: out for? I blasted it out at 102, okay? Blasted it out 102, um, great photos, everything, everything that they would want to be able to make a decision, you know, before even seeing the house. One of my guy, one of my cash buyers called me instantly. He was like, "Elijah, listen, I never make an offer on a house I've not seen, sight unseen. But this one, I'm ready to buy it like now." I'm like,
0: "Oh shit!" Uh, that's a sign, ain't it? You're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs>
1: something ain't right." Oh, uh, yeah, like, it it might again. be too yeah. low. Yeah, so I started thinking that. Way. At this point, I'm just trying to get my deal done, right? So, um, so he was like, "I'm ready to see. Can I see tomorrow?" So I told the owners, "I'm like." my partners want to see it can we get in there like ASAP so next day we got in there um, with he looked at it he was like I just need five minutes all you did not have in the photo was just a was just an electrical box let me just go in there five minutes look at the electrical box I seen everything that I want to see we'll, we'll sign I said make sure you come with your you know not you know non refundable because that's what I heard there everyone say I'm like show up with your non refundable 2,500 if you're serious and we'll talk business and so, and he almost bought my one of my other property that was just um, that just didn't make sense. Um, so we went in there, five minutes, got in, got out. He was like, "Yep, I want it." So it's pouring rain, by the way. It's Memorial Memorial Monday. It's pouring rain out here. And so we sit back in his truck and shout out to my guy Willie again because all this entire step, I'm to <laughs> Willie, I'm like, "Yo, Willie, I think we finally got one, man." So Willie's excited for me. So Willie told me he was like, "Yo, when you go in there." You so excited. You got a good deal. And I know I had a lot of meat on the bone. He's like, when you talk to the buyer, let him know once he agrees that, listen, how much are you willing to pay for this property to not have me blasted out or have any other buyer look at it?
0: Mmm. An extra little hack, huh?
1: Yeah. Extra little gem right there. So, and I knew I had a good deal. I knew it was a steal. So... Um, I was like, bet. So it's pouring rain. We're sitting in this truck. He's got the check ready. He showed me the check. He's like, yo, here's your check. Let's shake hands, get the assignment contract. I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I said, listen, I sent this out on purpose. Because I did put on there, because I even knew that before I talked to Willie, that I knew, I knew it was a steal. It was almost too good to be true. This house barely needed work they just want to quit cash. So I put on there our best offer when I blasted it out to my six cash buyers. So to me, because I knew I was probably going to get for more, that I wasn't going ask him. But I just wanted to get a deal done. So I, I'm sitting in this truck because it's pouring rain out. So we're negotiating this truck. I said, well, listen, what's the most you can pay for it? And I'm not going to send it to nobody. It's yours. He's like, well, I didn't realize we we're here to negotiate. I'm like, well, we're here to negotiate. So let's talk.
0: Uh, he didn't know he was dealing with a beast on our head. He's like,
1: we're in here, baby. We're in the rain. Let's do this. I'm like, let's do this. So... Um, he goes from 105 to, so I blasted out at 105. He was going to pay for that. He agreed. He said, how about 110? I'm like, man, I knew this is a deal. So this dude just jumped 5K. Then quick on up, one question. Quick on one question. He went to 1K. I mean, I'm sorry, he went to 110. And so we talked a little bit, built rapport. I came back. I said, man, is that the best you can do? Just another, another classical negotiation line just to see, um, is that the best you can do? He said, 1125. let us shake hands on it right now. We'll make it happen. At that point, I don't want to get greedy. He's a great cash buyer. I'm calculating in my head. I'm like, yo, this is a home run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I write now to my. You, you know something wrong if they bid <laughs> themselves up. It's one thing yes. to be going the other way, but if somebody exactly. bid themselves up, is that the best you can do? Now, I've used it on sellers. Now, I've never used that on a buyer. Same I, here. I'm you know, like, if buyer went up on this price, I can do yes. $125. let us
1: do it. <laughs> yeah exactly i've never negotiated with a buyer I mean, that was my first real buyer that you know i was going to lock an assignment contract well actually that's, but anyway so yeah i was like whoa this is working so went in the rain grabbed my assignment contract signed the paperwork and um we were locked in and so that was a uh, that was memorial monday tuesday i dropped the paperwork to the title company friday we're at the closing table wow they moved quick Claire. man same day they came back with a clear title i was every step of the way i couldn't sleep anymore i'm like this is really happening because i was just waiting for something to come back you know you know it, yeah
0: i know that feeling like man so, there's gonna be something wrong with the title or exactly
1: exactly so 26 is what i was supposed to make um the day before i got a text actually the morning of closing i got a text from the seller a long text, I'm like, oh man, here we go. I'm like, this is what like, something happened. You already know it, right? I'm like, this is it. So the long text saying, Elijah, you know, we really appreciate everything that you've done. We're sorry, but the tax that we owe on it is more than what we anticipated. It's eighteen hundred dollars more than what we anticipated. You know, so we need you, you know, to just be able to you know work with us on the on the purchase price. So I call my cash buyer, I'm like, yo, um, this lady, this is what she's saying. Can we do anything to try to help her out? You know, because I really obviously don't want the feel deal to fall apart, but I also want to give her what she wants. Cause I knew there's a lot of meat on the bone. kaj buyer said I would love to, but I literally, I pre um pre-signed the closing documents so that we would be able to close. And I already he said, I literally am walking out of the title company. So if we want to close today, we can't do that. And I want to take no chance. I'm like, we're closing today no matter what. Exactly. What well, nobody says. So I call her back. I'm like, look, my partner is funding the deal. He already dropped off the check to make sure we can close today. So I can not give you $1,800. But guess what? Between me and you, I'm going to split the $1,800. I'll take 925 You take 925 And let's just split the difference um, of the money that you want us to pay more on. So that was fine. Call the title company and they made the adjustments on the paper so that it comes from my assignment fee. So we brought it from twenty six thousand to twenty-five something, which yeah. I was perfectly fine with. So.
0: so so you're a master negotiator over here. That's what I'm hearing all through this. I mean, you got I mean, I thought I was pretty good, but I'm hearing you do weeds and ducks and cause see most people they would have heard the the seller say that oh I need eighteen hundred for my tax and they would have folded like a napkin and just been like, right. Oh man, they, I gotta make the deal go through. But you said, No, 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 we can negotiate. I'll split that with you to make the yeah. deal go through. Now, that was genius of you. I I, th- I thought about
1: doing that, but then, you know, this deal was so good. One, my wife actually was helping me too of just um kind of giving me thoughts on, you know, split it with her. Obviously, we didn't want to lose a deal over $1,800, but I also were thinking if I just say yes right away, you know, you might, the seller might start thinking like, man, am I doing something wrong here? You know, like, he's just jumping at, you know, because we did that when I was negotiating with the seller originally when it was like, well, Kelly let's use me halfway. I was like, sure, that's fine. You know, so I didn't want to make them start thinking like, maybe I'm just, maybe I should be thinking about this twice. So I was like, I can't give everything you want, but let's split, let's split that, that
0: difference. Yeah, and it's a similar thing it just happened with the last deal I did. Uh, I just bought a house on a, uh, you know, no money down or whatever, right? And the guy nice. wanted a 10-year, a but uh, we agreed to a 10-year balloon originally. You know, I got to have it paid off within 10 years. And so right. he called me back like, hey, yeah, I'm getting older. I think I really want to do like a five-year. You think we can do five years? I was like, well... How about we do seven year balloon? He said, "Yeah, great." So, I mean, I bought myself two more years from asking the question. Right. And like just like I just said, most people just automatically give people what they ask for. Right. You don't have to do that. You can negotiate, but that's just because right. with confidence and knowing that you know you got to have a poker face on. You can't
1: just go in just yeah they want this. I got to do what they want.
0: Not all the time.
1: Exactly. What's exactly. the deal out? Exactly. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta not make them think like they're they're giving something because they'll start thinking twice. At least that's the way I looked at it.
0: And that's exactly what they will do. They'll feel like, oh, well, I can just tell him anything. He'll sign off. He'll do whatever I say. Uh uh-uh, We can negotiate. I'll work with you. We on the right. same team. How can we make this come together? You know, exactly. you, to know that, you know, we're on the same team.
1: Exactly. All
0: right. So you got this $25,000 assignment. So you assigned this deal, right?
1: Yep. 100%. 100%. That was... You
0: know, most people say, oh, if it's over 10K, you got to do the double closing. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, it's another way of vetting your cash buyer. Is the way I looked at it. My cash buyer was like, it was. He kept saying, "Dude, because he wanted to see the, the copy of the purchase agreement." I went to Willie. I'm like, "Yo, this dude's asking for a purchase agreement. Like, That's pretty normal. He needs to understand where your original agreement is, which makes sense." So he's like, "Just write, you know, just, um, you know, just black out your purchase price and all the other terms are there." So the, the dude was. I mean, he was. Very very straightforward about he wants to see me make money, which was great, but I didn't want to take no chance. So the entire time, the entire time, I just make sure I never saw my original um, purchase price until we got to the closing table, which he wasn't even there at the closing table. So I don't know if he ever saw um, my my um, original purchase price, but I don't know. I didn't I didn't care to. to to double close because I'm like, if it falls through, I know I got a good deal. I'm going to find somebody else and I'm never going to do a deal with him again because that tells me that he cares about how much I make. Exactly.
0: And you got to ask him that, you know, what do you think about, you know, uh, how do you feel if I made a hundred thousand on a deal? Would you be mad? You know, I yeah. asked him, you know, and, and I, I did, did too. These people I push too. you around.
1: I did too, because I heard that from Max. You know, Max, during WeLive 18, that's one of the last questions you ask when you are vetting your cash buyers. You know, where do you like to buy? What's kind of condition? Um, what's the cost? What, you know. And the last question is if you find out that I made that I'm making a hundred thousand on this deal because I got it for a dollar and I'm assigning it to you for 101, do you care? And if they say, well, you know, and I had cash buyers like that, that I don't send, I don't, I didn't understand any of my
0: Deals really? Too. So you put them on the blacklist, or the know the X list, and yeah. no
1: more deals. One hundred percent. They're like, "Well, I don't think wholesalers." I'm like, "Bro, do you know how much work we do? You know what, how much work I'm putting in every day? Do you know how much work I'm putting in, like calling these people, spending hours on a dialer, and you want to count my pocket?" So um, he was—he was very clear that he did not care how much I make, but just to be safe, I didn't let him see it to the end. But. I don't, I don't know. At I, least I, as of right now, I don't. That was my first deal, so I guess maybe that'll change in the future. But as of right now, I don't think I care to double quotes.
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, he came a long way. So, did you feel like that whole year was a long wait, or do you feel like that went pretty quick?
1: Man, a little bit of both, man. Because if you're taking action, it does feel like each step you're getting closer. But it's frustrating, you know, because you see all these people doing deals, and you see in groups, and you're happy for them. But like, people are doing deals in three months, you know, four months, one month. You know, people that are taking forever—it's like seven months—and I'm like, dude, I have home businesses. You know, like I thought it was going to be a breeze because I'm comfortable talking to people. I'm a people person. You know, like I'm doing all these things. Like I'm, and where, what am I doing wrong? So it was frustrating. So that made it feel long. But you know, one thing that did help me is when I started caring about KPIs and before I closed my first deal, when I started listening to a lot of podcasts, like, um, like real estate instructors. You would hear a lot of the same numbers of how many calls it takes to get a lead and how many leads it takes to get a contract signed, how many contracts converts into a deal. Yeah, it's a numbers game, right? It's a numbers game. And once I knew that, I'm like, I went to Mojo, I pulled all my calls, and I'm like, I'm not even calling as much as I think I am. So first of all, I had to, just, I had to ramp up my calls. And So the month of May, May 1st, I sat down and said, I got to make 300 calls a day six days a week, no matter what. If I got to break it up between morning and evening, I got to make three hours. And so my wife knew that if right after dinner, I got to go to the dollar and I got to make my calls. So once I make that consistency, some call that coincidence, but it's not coincidence. It's a numbers game. And sure enough, middle of May, I got, and so when I sat down and calculated my KPIs, I knew that here's how much calls I need to get my first deal.
0: Mm, and what's the KPI for people who don't know who's watching a live stream? Oh, yeah. So that's
1: key performance indicators. So that's kind of, that's a lot of, the more deals you do, the more you start understanding that all you got to do is reverse that number. Whatever it took to get that first deal, if you just look back at the numbers and that's like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy how, how it's true. It's a
0: numbers game. I mean, just math. Math Numbers don't lie. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And I calculated how much
1: it was going to take me. And that's exactly what it took me to get my first deal. So
0: And for those watching on the live stream, if you have any questions, go ahead and drop them in here. We'll try to get some before we wrap up everything here shortly. Um, And as far as um, building up cash buyers, do you feel like people should get their buyers list first or should they go ahead and find a deal first?
1: That's another common, I guess, argument in the wholesaling world, right? The people that I care about, that that I see do deals, tell me all the same thing. If you got a great deal, the buyers will come. You know, Brian preaches that. Max preaches that. Willie told me that. That's just what, you know, I don't think there's one right or wrong, but to me, I'm like, I don't, what am I building buyers list for? And this day and age, like I had, I had properties on a contract that I post on Facebook marketplace and my phone is blown up. So I'm like, if I get a good deal, they're going to show up. So I just focused on talking to sellers and finding a good deal that I know I can move fast. So I would, I would say find a good deal at a discounted, prop, uh, at a discounted price and you didn't find a buyer, man. Like.
0: Exactly. Me that, I mean, I agree with that 100% because, you know, if you find a deal, that, buy everybody a buyer, you a buyer and a dollar, right. uh, $500, you get a deal that's so true. low, it's all kind of buyers. The lower you get that deal, the more buyers you're going to have because everybody mm-hmm. wants that deal. And that's, that's another true. thing I've learned just from being mm-hmm. in this real estate game too, that there's more money out here than you can ever spend. There's a shortage of deals. There's not a shortage exactly. of buyers. There's not a shortage of money. There's a shortage of actual finding deals. And that's where yes. wholesalers come in and put all the things together.
1: Deals. Now many cash buyers started, like even before I did my first deal, I had two lunch. Like yo, I see what you're doing. A lot of them thought I was a big shot. Not that I was lying, but I just carried myself in the manner because I've done, I've done it for almost a year that everyone thought I was like a big wholesaler. Not everyone, but this certain cash buyers. So they bring them out to lunch. They're like yo, you know, please put me on your, you know, on your kind of your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you are like me. You okay? Yeah. Bro, well, I, got, I, got or or lunch, I got two lunch outings because like you said, the scarcity of deals, the dude that bought my property, you know, he's great, but he's paying $10,000 a month to a franchise just so we can get inbound calls. Wow. Calls, that's, that's his marketing, He's paying 10 grand to this franchise to get inbound calls. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that just tells you how much, you know, hunger for deals are out there. So if I can bring you a deal, 60, 70 cents to a dollar... Like, you're going to be all over. You're going to find a buyer, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. There's nothing but deals out here. And that's what, if you can find them, that's the tricky part. Right. People don't want to get out and do the work. They're like, oh, well, I'm just going to do a little bit. And that's another thing, too, like you were saying a little bit ago about, you know, you got to reach out and touch more people because you don't know yeah. what's going to happen. I mean, I even had to do that myself. Like, wait a minute, am I, am I touching enough people to right. where, you know, deals are going to come in? Because, you know, you don't know what's going to be a deal. You don't know if it's going to be a wholesale deal or any other kind of creative strategy deal. You don't know until you actually talk to the people, see what they're doing, ask good questions. That's my position on all of this stuff. I just try to ask people good questions because, I mean, they're going to tell you everything you want to know to close them on later.
1: Yep. Yep. That's 100% true. The more sellers you talk to the more you get closer to the next deal. All right. Now. And then uh,
0: did you have any other tips or tricks or anything that you know of that would help somebody that's kind of just getting in the game? That's probably, I don't know, 30 days in and like, I don't know what else to do. I'm kind of learning. What else would you say for somebody to do that's in that position?
1: Man, I would say wholesaling is super elementary when it comes to the concept. It's super easy, right? Get a, get a discounted property, get on the contract, re-sign the contract. That's it. That's the old game right there. So it's simple, but the actual work is hard. And you can't come in here thinking it's, you know, it's a get rich quick skin, you know? So I think you got to come in with the mentality that you got to put in the work. You know, once you understand that, if you just get, I I got obsessed. My wife got so tired of listening to wholesale podcasts nonstop. I got obsessed with this game, like obsessed. Like that's all I did day in, day out. That's the first thing I do in the mornings, the last thing I do in the night. It's just, you know, it's just engraving myself with content so that when opportunity present itself, I would be ready, you know? So that was my, my tip number two. And number three, you got to just take action. You got to take action. Like don't wait to be all perfect and, you know, read all the books and did all the, you know, get your LLC ready and business. You got to just get up and start doing stuff, put up band signs or, you know, start calling. I chose to call her but you're not going to do a deal just reading books and watching YouTube. So that's what I would do is, Understand that it's not, it's not going to happen overnight. It might happen faster than one year. You know, I'm kind of, most not it doesn't take one year, but for me, it took one year. But also understand it's going to be hard work and just take action would be my top three um, tips for anyone trying, trying to step start. So out. you
0: think if, uh, if that stuff was done when you were coming in, you think you would have got to deal a lot faster than one year?
1: 100%. 100%. I know I would have. I know I would have. I would spending a lot of hours, like I said, taking action, but it wasn't the right action. You know, like if I had just zeroed in on just being obsessive with doing 200 to 300 dials a day, I would have got a deal way faster if I was just a little more consistent in taking action, you know, not go for a week and then fall off for another week and a half and then have to reset again. And if I just went hard and just did what I needed to, it would have came way, way faster.
0: Wow. Exactly. I agree with that. And so what is your plans going forward? Are you planning on sticking to wholesaling? Are you going to go into buy and hold? Or are you going to do some development? What is your plans going into the future?
1: Yeah, I mean, long-term goal, I think, for everyone should be really having a nice rental portfolio. You know, we're trying to put a monopoly in real life out here, you know? You know it. <laughs> so that's the end goal. I mean, for now, I'm just trying to wholesale. I'm just trying to build, you know, wholesaling is just a nice ATM, man. Like, it's the possibilities are endless. That's why I could never, I, I, I did not want to walk away when it got frustrated because I'm like, man, if I just make this work and I can be the first one to have first access to deeply this kind of properties, then I can do whatever I want with. I can use it for a rental. I can flip. So that's why I stuck with it. And so for me, it's just, I'm going to keep wholesaling for now. And, you know, once that good deal comes along that I want to hold, you know, we're definitely going to take it down and start taking down some rental properties. And then in the future, I've not thought that far yet, but if commercial fall, you know, falls in my lap and it works out, we'll, we'll go with it. But I'm just taking it one day at a time right now. You say a
0: deal is a deal, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. If numbers make sense, why not?
0: All right, let's see if we got any questions on here. Is this live going to be saved so I can watch the whole thing? Yeah, it's going to be saved on my YouTube channel at Chris Monroe STL. Uh, the people are watching here in the Woke Real Estate Investors Group where we talk about, you know, Wholesaling, virtual wholesaling, because I'm a big advocate of virtual. I know a lot of people right. teach it the other way, but I, I've done uh, 15 wholesale deals and met three sellers. So I'm like, why am I going to meet them? But that's man, just how I do gotta, We got to talk, Chris. Yes, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I got you, man. But you that's just talking really about do. in the Woke Real Estate Investors Group. And also yeah. anybody that's want to connect uh, with me, my website is wokerealestate.com. And uh, Elijah, what, what, if somebody want to connect with you, how do they reach out to you on uh, social media? or What do you do?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm heavy on social media. I, I have like two lives, you know, like the, the Elijah life is on Facebook. I'm actually a, a full time DJ as well. So my Instagram, I'm pretty active on that. That's kind of my DJ platform. But now I put a lot of uh, real estate content on there. Um, so it's DJ B-A-N-K-E. So that's B as in Bravo, A-N-K-E as in Echo. DJ Banky, one word on Instagram. What kind of music do you DJ? So I'm originally from West Africa, man. So I'm from Nigeria, born and raised. So a lot of my a lot of my um, my audience is um, African Caribbeans, but I mean I DJ everything, you know, from from Afrobeat with Africans to to the dancehall reggae to hip hop. I get hired by um, hip hop promoters all the time. So whatever music is needed, man, I show up.
0: I know that's right. I used to DJ yeah. too. Don't tell everybody though.
1: Oh, <laughs> we gotta collaborate, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's see if I got any other questions on here. This interview is everything. Major Nuggets from Sarah. Thank you. Um, let's up, see um, I think that's all I got for questions on here. Other than that, um, I think we got to wrap up, Mr. Elijah. So um, sure. I-, I see you doing big things. What market are you in anyway? I didn't even ask you that.
1: I'm in the Twin uh Minnesota, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota.
0: Okay, up north. So, yeah, you're not too yeah. far from here. I'm down here in St. Yeah. Louis. So. Yeah, we met so other than that we're about to get up out of here and do some more woke stuff follow me on all social media outlets at Chris Monroe STL that's Snapchat, that's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, that's YouTube, all of the social media easy to find at Chris Munro STL and like I said my website is wokerealestate.com. got contracts uh, all of the stuff I do every training tool that I use, every marketing strategy that I use all that stuff is listed right on wokerealestate.com. other than that, I think we're about to get up out of here y'all Do what you do, be
1: who you be, and I'll see you before you see me.